On the latest episode of the Drum Shuffle Podcast, Jamie Eads talks with drummer Mark Walker. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts, thedrumshuffle.com, jamieeads.com, J-A-M-I-E-E-A-D-S.com. Are you overpaying for brand new tires? Stop it. Teens Tires is the answer. Visit them online at facebook.com slash teenstires or teenstires.com. That's T-I-N-E-S tires.com. Or feel free to call them at 304-729-6114. You want me to get out? You get out. Do you smell almonds? Nice mustache. You don't know what my breath smells like. Chest pass through him. I'm very excited about that. I'm also very nervous. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello! From the Dyer Prime Pantry in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Off-season episode 7 with Brandon Lowe. Follow me on Instagram at UnreasonableDoubtWV. Twitter. Tweeting on Twitter. Find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook. You know? Podcast page on Facebook. Find it. Blue thumb it. UnreasonableDoubtWV at gmail.com is the email address. Send me an email, won't you? Interview this week, talk to Brandon Lowe. Brandon Lowe hosts a sports show in Charleston, West Virginia, The Brandon Lowe Show, Monday through Friday, 5 to 6 p.m. on 95 The Sports Fox, AM 950 if you're in Charleston. If you're in North Dakota or South Korea, You can find the Brandon Lowe Show podcast on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, the same places you find this podcast, and he'll post interviews. Sometimes he'll post whole episodes of his radio show, so find his stuff in podcast form if you're not in Charleston, West Virginia. Brandon was gracious with his time, gracious with his studio. This interview is going to sound a lot clearer than what I usually do because I don't know how to use technology properly. So you won't have to turn it up. You won't have to crank up the volume for this interview. So that's good. Spoiler alert, we deep dive into the movie Teen Wolf from the 80s and a little bit of Teen Wolf 2. So if you haven't seen those movies, I give a forewarning in the interview so you can skip that part so you so we don't spoil the movie Teen Wolf, which if you haven't seen, you definitely need to see it. No, watching the MTV show Teen Wolf does not count. Coming up, my interview with Brandon Lowe. Woody's Goodies is a proud sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. They have two locations in Marmette and St. Albans, West Virginia. You go into a Woody's Goodies store you're going to find discount deals throughout the store. I was in one today. I was in the St. Albans location. Lots to choose from today. A good food selection today. They had camping supplies. They had a great toy section. They always have a great toy section. But there's new inventory every time you go into the store. And you can see what the inventory is going to be for the next day on their Facebook page. So go to Facebook. Type in Woody's Goodies like their Facebook page, weekly 
$50 drawing by liking and sharing their posts. It's great. I love Woody's Goodies. I think you will too. If you haven't been in a Woody's Goodies, get there. Woody's Goodies. Woody's Goodies. Woody's Goodies. All right, Brandon Lowe. Welcome to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. Hey, man, appreciate it. Uh, I like the name. I think that's what jumped out. What what made you choose the uh, the name of the podcast? It's a it's my friends understand the Unreasonable Doubt part. I mean, obviously, it, it kind of plays on the Jay Z album, but okay. it's a um, a nervous, not sure of myself, um, <laughs> uncomfortable with. Doing a podcast because I'm kind of an introverted person, but I, I really enjoy basketball and WVU basketball specifically. So, kind of a story about me, and it kind of relates to WVU as well. Yeah. As far as you know, waiting for the shoe to drop and uh, <laughs> not not having a you know one two Final Fours and you know the history of the program. And so yeah. it's we've had success, but not a lot over yeah. the history. So. All that tied into the name of it. Cool. So, yeah. Yours is the Brandon Lowe Show. It's yeah. Very, it's very, uh, I know what I'm getting there. So yeah. tell me, how did you get into broadcasting? Uh, yeah, the name of the show is pretty up the middle, actually, when I pitched the uh, sports show now five years ago to my boss. In fact, I thought, you know, it was funny. I, I don't take myself serious. Uh, uh, seriously, I've told you that before. Um, but I, I, when I pitched it to the boss, I went, he goes, well, what do you want to call it? And I go, uh, the Brandon Lowe Show? Uh, you know, because it's just it's so easy, you know, uh, and it just caught me kind of off guard because I didn't go in there thinking of the name of the show, which is probably something I should have uh, had there. But uh, he goes and he looks at me and he goes, brilliant. That's awesome. That's great. I, I like the name. And I was just shocked that he, uh, he he's going to call it the Brandon Lowe show. So it was cool. My name was actually going to be on it. Uh, which, right. which is pretty cool. But uh, but broadcasting, um, I was uh, a young man living in Columbus, Ohio. I was living there doing uh, – my parents moved there. And I, I was listening to actually Sports Talk Radio because I listen to it all the time. The fan there in Columbus is a, a, a great station. Uh, it's a lot of Ohio State talk, though. So, uh, you know, uh, pull over to the side. You know, you don't want to – you don't want to wreck with uh, some of the uh, biased opinions there. But anyway, I, uh, mm-hmm. Ohio State, uh, you know how that is, the fans and everything. But listening to uh, Sports Talk Radio, great station, and a commercial came up that said, hey, would you like to be a broadcaster? And uh, I turned the uh, radio off. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, but I, 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 I turned it up, you know, uh, like me, and uh, and uh, I was like, well, yeah, sure. And it was a, it was a school to go – do some broadcasting stuff, and I went there, and you had to audition and and uh, kind of you know shit, tell them about yourself and everything. Uh, do a little bit of improv stuff, uh, and I got in, and I uh, I ended up going there for it was like a I think it was a, a year and a half program or two years something like that, and uh, left there and ended up moving back here uh, eventually and got a job here at Bristol Broadcasting. I've been here ever since. I. Got hired here in 2010. Man, it's been a while. So I'm, I'm moving on about 10 years here uh, in broadcasting. Fantastic, man. That's a great story. Um, yeah, you're talking to me. Okay, I'm in. That's fantastic. Yeah. So you talked about you know being a big sports radio fan. Tell me your influences. Because you're just listening to you on the podcast and when I can get you on the radio, it's definitely um, coming from a... Uh, Brandon Lowe perspective, it's not like a format show. So 
where did you get your influence on, on how you do the Brandon Lowe show? Uh, well, the show itself is 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 basically you're mapping it out because you're an hour. And uh, my old producer who ended up moving to Charlotte, Matlock, which uh, I'm sorry, Charlotte, I got to get the name right. Um, the, he, the, by the way, he would tell me. You're not allowed to say that on the radio right now, and good thing this is a podcast. Matlock was like a rule stickler, but um, when he and I ended up doing this thing, um, we had we basically said, okay, at the beginning we can do this. And by the way, if you ever listen to the entire episode, um, the breaking news part at the beginning is just making fun of people who do breaking news. Like the news yes. and sports, sports is still that. news. It's yeah. amazing. It's yes. making fun of it. It's an inside joke for our listeners. Uh, if you listen to the show enough, you get the inside joke. It's And I'm introducing myself um, to come in with the breaking news, which if you, if you took journalism serious, that's probably one of the dumbest things you could ever do. Um, but, but it's, it's, it's fun. I mean, I mean, we thought that was a funny segment. We would start with that and then we would go into our interviews there in the middle. Usually we try to go for two guests, uh, you know, and try to get the best guests we possibly can get. And that's gotten better over the years. I mean, it, this is a grind, uh, by the way, as far as guests, uh, building relationships with Marshall University and, and West Virginia University and even these, uh, Division two schools around here, uh, UC and West Virginia State. Uh, so that's also part of the process of that working. You got to develop relationships with people because, and then I got uh, and I got weekly guests. I mean, Mitch Vingle would come on every Tuesday. He was a a staple guest to talk West Virginia, you know, basketball and football. Um, but that was that was that part of the format. And then you said, okay, well, whatever's left on the back end, we'll find something either funny to talk about, or we'll hit another serious topic that everybody's talking about and have our fun with it. And then we're out, essentially, at the end. Um, I've kind of scaled it back a little bit. What we used to do at the end was the WTF uh, and Weird News, uh, because our mo- our motto on this show was, let's make it weird, right? We got that from, if you mm-hmm. if you watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Cricket was uh, was a big influence on the show, by the way. Uh, we wanted to be we wanted to be weird, you know, and we want to be different. We don't, we don't want to be boring, uh, Creedy. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, we, we, we want to have fun. So uh, that's basically how we ca- came up with the uh, with the show is just not take ourselves too serious. And the motto was essentially everybody else can be rock and roll, but we want to be punk rock and, and we want to be different at times. And, and that's what separated it. And that's what kind of created this format. It's, it comes across that way. Um, and you talked about the interviews, and uh, I've heard you talk to Bob Huggins multiple times. Baseball co- coach was on recently, golf coach for WVU. Uh, you talked to uh, Dan Tony at Marshall. Do you have a favorite interview you've done in the, in the few years you've done the Brandon Lowe show? Uh, Randy Moss jumps out to me just because, not because it's Randy Moss, but he gave us our best hotkey of all time. Uh, I asked him. A friend of mine with Appalachian Trophy TV was uh, holding a a bass tournament uh, competition, and it was for charity for his nephew who was suffering for from a disease that was uh, potentially life threatening. And uh, I thought it would be fine to just put him on live radio on the spot and ask him if he'll show up to it. And uh, I was like, you know, hey, you know, it's for charity, yada yada. And Randy Moss goes, uh, "What day is that on?" And I was like, I told him a day. I can't remember what it was. And he goes, nah, man, I got to work. And uh, and we're just like looking at each other like this guy on live radio didn't say like, well, you know, let me see what I can work out. Uh, maybe I could send some autographed materials. 
He just tells me that his schedule is busy and that he can't make a bass tournament competition that would benefit a child who is in need of money for a transplant. So that that gave us a great hotkey, and it was also made for a lesson, and don't bring up anything like that on live radio with a big-time guest. Um, but that was, that, that was fun. The governor of West Virginia um, came on, and he was, he was great. Uh, that was the anniversary of the flood we had here in the parts of uh, West Virginia. And uh, sure. he, he came on uh, last second. Of course, we knew somebody that worked right beside him, so we kind of had our in. And, um, but he gave us wonderful promotional uh, <laughs> reference because he was like, you guys are doing a service for the state of West Virginia. I was like, whoa, whoa, like we're not we're not doing a service, sir. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, sir. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's funny. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. But I would say, I don't know, man, I've interviewed a ton of people. I, Homer Hickam was really cool. Um, I've talked to him several times. Bob Huggins is cool. Bob Huggins. Speaking of Bob Huggins. You know, the first time that I interviewed him, I brought up on purpose because I wanted to see how he respond to it. I brought up they should bring back the Capital Classic against Marshall. Now, I root for both schools. So my wife's a graduate of Marshall. I have a relationship with Marshall University. So I was coming from a good place, but he was not having it. I mean, he gave it to me that first time I ever talked to Bob uh, on the show. Um but that's what you got to do. But Bob has, over the time, gotten to know me. And when I call now, he's he's very friendly. And uh, But he is still the most intimidating um, interview I've ever done in my career. And I've interviewed some pretty cool people, like I said. Um, but he, without a doubt, when that fight song kicks in, when they say, please hold, and they're transferring you to Bob Huggins' phone, um, you're, you want to go to the bathroom. I want to go number two. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, just, it's universal. I don't know who... It just comes across because Brandon Phoenix, Raspy Voice Kids, he's interviewed him on his podcast, yeah. seems nervous. I hear that in your voice. I mean, cause, and he's thoughtful. He does the interview. He, he has seems like a good person to hang around with outside of an interview situation. Yeah, he's... Uh... I mean, he's he's just Bob. I mean, he's really smart. I think what is intimidating about him is he will listen to every word you're saying. Most guests, you know, they may kind of hear some of the question that you said, and they'll take that piece of the question and then go off with their answer. But Bob is literally uh, uh, listening to every word you say. I mean, the guy is a very smart individual. He's not just a, a you know a coach. He's I mean, you know one of those regular old coaches that hey, I, I know basketball, I don't know anything else. I mean, he's a he's a he's a crass guy because he's the smartest guy in the room. So like that that's the part that kind of intimidates you and you hope that you've phrased the question right and you know. And Bob's even said himself that he can go into interviews with writers and he knows that most writers already have their article together. They just need the quotes because they know what angle they're going for. And Bob, a lot of times, would say, hey, I would give them the complete opposite of the answer they're looking for so they have to rewrite their articles. I mean, that's <laughs> it's basically what Bob Huggins does. And he's just the smartest guy in the room, man. Uh, and I love having him on. He's a pleasure. Um, and he's he's gotten used to me, so the, the interviews have gotten easier. That's great. Uh, and you, you talk to all different uh, sports uh, folks and talk about all the different sports on your radio show what is the sport you enjoy following the most uh i'm not if you listen to my show i'm not a huge major league baseball guy i think it's ridiculous that you can pay a guy that's worth you know 500 million dollars 
uh, he can essentially tank for the rest of his career, and he's got guaranteed money, and he's worth more than you know twenty seven countries. Uh, combined, so I'm not a huge, and there's too many games. There's 162 games. Uh, I'll see you in October, and then we'll see what's going on and shaking. Uh, we'll see if Bryce Harper, you know, makes the, you know, the Phillies or whoever he's with nowadays, uh, tremendous, and we'll we'll see if that money pays off. So I'm not a big fan of Major League Baseball, so that's scratched. I love college baseball. Uh, I've become more of a follower with college baseball. Uh, based off the fact of Randy Maisie and and having conversations with him and following along and and just having a great uh, relationship with uh, with uh, the West Virginia baseball program, um, but I, I follow college football. I mean that's my that's my go to. That's my my favorite thing to uh, consume and talk about. Um, I like all things about college football um, outside the fact that I think coaches get paid too much money uh, and their jobs basically are to tell guys where they can't transfer and you know they they make their money off production of these 22 23 year old kids um why kids don't get paid uh, that's the only part i don't like about college football uh but i i think as as a whole i can't get enough of college football i wish it was january to december every year <laughs> i wish they played 37 games uh but you know uh then that goes back to the the whole thing about you know beating these players up and yada 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 but um, yeah, yeah. I, I love college football. Fantastic. All right, so here's the the very serious part of the interview. Your avatar on Twitter is a picture of Teen Wolf, which is a all-time classic movie. So I have some rapid-fire Teen Wolf questions for you. <laughs> I love this, Is dude. Teen Wolf a basketball movie? Yes. Yes, it, yes, it's a it's a basketball movie. I mean, I don't know if it's per se a basketball movie, more than it's about Michael J. Fox becoming a, a werewolf and all of a sudden he's cool. And that's the and I think that's it's technically a basketball movie, but it's not. Um, it's, it's I think a tough it's one, right? I yeah, mean, that's the it's, question. It, I mean, because it's basketball centered, a lot of basketball life lessons uh, in the movie, but. Life lessons, because at the end, not a, not to spoil it or anything, because this has been out for eighty five years now, kids. But <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, at the end, he proves he doesn't have to be the wolf. Uh, he just has to be himself, and he can win. That's so, right. So that's, that's I think right. that's what you learn is like Scott doesn't need the wolf anymore. You know, he's Scott. He's gonna win it. Uh, yeah. So I, I think it's a life lesson, but they use basketball uh, as a part of it. Okay. LeBron James won one NBA championship in four seasons in his return to Cleveland with David Blatt and Tyron Lue as the coaches. If Coach Finstock from Teen Wolf was the coach in that four-season span, would they have won one? Would they have won more? Would they have won less? Because one of the all-time great coaches depicted in film, Coach Finstock. I think that the LeBron would still have won the same. Um <laughs> Because I, LeBron, let's be honest, LeBron is the coach, the GM, the fan, the whatever he wants to be. He can be, LeBron can play basketball in the mascot, mascot suit uh, if he wanted to uh, and play. So, I, I Coach Lou is great. David, uh, dude, da, what happened to David Blatt was almost criminal. I mean, the guy was winning basketball games. You could argue, like I just said, that LeBron James is there. And he makes every coach look good. Um, but, David, I mean, that was a good coach. And they basically just told him to get get out of here and kick rocks because LeBron wanted uh, wanted Coach Lou. So, 
and it didn't get along with Coach Blatt. So yes, I think they would have won probably the same. I mean, and if anybody okay. if anybody's not aware of that again, why that makes that funny is the fact that you know that guy used to just sit there and and what was it eat like he would always tell his assistant, which is another student, to get him salt. What, what was he eating anyway? <laughs> Does anybody really know what he's eating? Salt for an I don't apple? No, I mean he's he's talking about never get a tattoo of a dagger in your body. Yeah, he, I think he was he could he would get along with LeBron James better than Blatt. But, um, <laughs> I think you're shorting his uh, coaching. Yeah, he ran some good plays with the Wolf and with Scott. So yeah. um, he was versatile. Yeah. If you were the referee and someone became a werewolf during a game, as depicted in Teen Wolf. Would you let that game continue, or would you take some time to absorb that a werewolf is on the court now? Uh, well, I'm weird, so I'd probably think it was normal. Um, but, <laughs> but I mean, not normal. I mean, of course, you'd be kind of shocked that a werewolf's out there on the court. But have you ever seen were- uh, Teen Wolf 2? He, he's a boxer in it, and it's Jason Bateman plays. Uh, the Wolf, which Jason Bateman to this day said it m- almost ruined his career uh, being in that movie, which makes sense. Um, so he wasn't a good boxer, and, or he was a he became a good boxer, I, I should say. So, hey, if if it makes him a better ref, sign me up. Let's put him in the Big Twelve while we're at it. If he's a great <laughs> ref, let's make the Big Twelve ref uh, carousel just a little bit better, right? Let's do some service here. So. It's so uh, great. I mean, it, but everybody just ro- like he becomes a werewolf, and everybody just rolls with it like it's a thing like that it's normally normal. happens, and the game continues. Like it's normal, and that's the whole that's the whole crazy part about Teen Wolf, is that now he can get laid, he can dunk the basketball, he can do whatever he wants, and everybody's fine with it. Like, right. like, like that's the funniest part of Teen Wolf is. The fact that nobody well it's it's one of them I, I don't want to shortchange the movie uh but it's it everybody it seems to think hey it's okay to to hang out with a werewolf and uh you know hey he wins basketball games so now he's popular and then he's a better dancer I mean I don't know there's a lot of uh, also some bad sketchy stuff that people put out there about it uh in the in terms of like Almost like a, a racism towards uh, werewolves or something. I don't know, but they. I've uh, heard that. But uh, yeah. But it's it's weird, and I don't look at it that way. But I mean, if you kind of look at it, it's like, man, they could there could be some sketchy stuff with that with the whole werewolf it's thing. Interesting. But, yeah, but you can go down that road. Yeah, crazier shot. Uh, Scott's jump shot free throw, or Chubb's standing hook shot from the free throw line, <laughs> which could, is which is crazier to watch. <laughs> I'm going with Chubbs, and the reason why is because I think they they did they show that twice because you can tell during Teen Wolf, by the way, that they didn't want to spend a lot of money on it. You can even tell the people that made the movie like this is gonna suck, dude. Like we're not even gonna we're not even gonna we're not gonna spend more money on different shots. It's like the same shot over and over in Teen Wolf. They just from a different angle. Um, But yeah, I'm going with Chubbs, man, because. It's Chubbs. Like if you look at that guy, and he just throws the ball up. And I love how the ball. You can tell, always tell that. Uh, obviously, he wasn't the one that shot the ball and made it. Uh, the way they go up and they throw the ball up, and you can just tell by the angle that it, it, that is just like sketchy. Lots of, yes, lots of pan ins to the basket. Yeah, where it goes through the hoop. But yeah, not really showing Chubb actually. No, Chubb did not make that shot. <laughs> so that's what makes it funnier. So I'll go with that. I'll go with Chubb. All right. 
And in the NBA of 2019 and how basketball is played now, would Dean Wolf be criticized for not having an outside shot, for not shooting the three-pointer? Yes. Yeah, he would. Um, because the NBA is now a three-point game. Uh, we know that because we watched the Warriors throw up, you know, 150 of them in one game. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess and he, analytics would say, "Hey, man, develop a three-point shot." Yeah, Team Wolf. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, because LeBron LeBron's been knocked for his shot, and he's a supreme athlete. So, I mean, and, and but he improved it, and so maybe Team Wolf would improve would it. Would improve it. Yeah, the analytics guys say. Three point shots are worth more than two. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I think so. I, it, yeah, they would say something. I mean, those guys got something to say about everything, though. So, I mean, that's right. Sure. Uh, okay, and final question to break off of Team Wolf. Final question. I'm asking everybody in the off season this que- this question: What animal would be on the low family crest? Think Game of Thrones. You know, uh, House Stark has the werewolf or yeah. the, the wolf. Um, a dragon. What would be on the low family family crest? Oh man, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, I don't really want to take myself too serious, uh, but I, I also don't want to make my team look bad. You know, my family. I can't put something stupid up there, even though I'd want to. Um, I'd probably put Teen Wolf's face on it since we're on the Teen Wolf mm. train. Um, you know, but no, I I don't know, man. Uh, I would probably put a wolf though, or something cool like that. Maybe a badger. I think a badger is always like a cool, a cool animal. Underrated badger. Yeah, yeah I think that's a good one. Yeah, badger maybe. Yeah, you know we're we're underestimated, uh, but we're tough and we survive, right? So uh, let's go with there that. Go. Let's go with a badger. We're going with the badger, uh, Brandon. I really appreciate your time and spending a few minutes with me. Thank you for being on the Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. Yeah, and we didn't, and the only thing we talked about with basketball, though, I feel like we talked too much about myself, was uh, Huggins. So maybe I can come back and we can talk, uh, we can talk more about uh, some basketball, especially whenever the it's season the picks up. It's the I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not changing the basketball. Let's, we talk about lots of things on the podcast. So this has been good. It's good to, to hear your story and yeah come back and we'll we'll focus on basketball outside of team wall <laughs> sounds good man thanks man all right thank you brandon appreciate it have you ever counted the one million i wonder how long that would take i'm not recommending that you do that but one million is a big number and i'm I'm talking about one million because the lead sponsor for Unreasonable Doubt, Dyer Prime, you know what they do. They're a full-service graphic shop. They make custom designs like the logo for Unreasonable Doubt, and they can put your design on over one million promotional products. Think about it. Don't count to a million, but just think about you need a design. Dyer Prime can help you with that design. They can put it on a promotional product. Over $1 million to choose from. Veteran-owned, family-owned. Love working with Dyer Prime. You will as well. Call or text them. 304-767-4445. Find them on the web. DyerPrime.com. D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. Or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Dyer Prime. Big thanks again to Brandon Lowe for joining me. 
Really enjoyed that. Find him on Twitter at WBES Brandon Lowe. New WVU football coach Neil Brown is going to be on the Brandon Lowe show soon. So find that in podcast form or listen to it if you're in the Charleston area on AM 950. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms. Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor, Overcast, CastBox. Subscribe, please. Rate the show five stars, please. Leave a review, please. Not just for this podcast, if you consume any podcast, all podcasters appreciate doing those three things. I thank you in advance. I'm sure they'll thank you at some point, maybe in advance. Who's to say? Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU for the 2019-2020 season is zero and zero.